Hi, friends. This passage from Bill Walsh floated into my life recently, and it sparked some serious consideration about insecurity. Here it is. Quote, but there's another side of ego that can wreck a team or an organization that is being distracted by your own importance. It can come from your insecurity in working with others. It can be a need to draw attention to yourself in the public arena. It can be a feeling that others are a threat to your own territory. These are all the negative manifestations of ego. And if you're not alert to them, you can get diverted and your work becomes diffused. Ego in these cases makes people insensitive to how they work with others and ends up interfering with the real goal of any group efforts, end quote. On my insecurity, uh, the voice in my head is real. It's planting seeds throughout my day, seeds of doubt. I'm not good enough. This person doesn't like me or what good I have will end in a brilliant fireball perpetuated by my incompetence or my irrational feelings or my ego. The voices of doubt, perhaps more aptly described as insecurity, whisper sweet evils about my life, relationships, and work. They love to talk to me about my failings as a father. Particularly, I think about how my insecurities and desires affect the boys. The good news? My journey of self-reflection brings me to a place where I can write the words you just read or be okay with all of you knowing that too. My daily routine includes work to identify, mitigate, and marginalize those feelings. It takes a process, and it is a process. More on that in a bit. Despite my work, they still show up and play havoc in my days and sometimes with my humans. What has changed for me is my ability to recognize these thoughts when they show up, though not always. Sometimes I let them hang out and berate me. Other times I successfully put them where they belong, seeing them for the vicious heathens that they are on their mission to kill my progress. Once in a while, I have to phone a friend for an assist. I have to ask for a word of affirmation, maybe a perspective I can't see, or even a swift kick in the you-know-what so that I get my stuff together. A few of those friends are here reading this now. I'm incredibly grateful. We all need friends like you. What is insecurity? It's defined as a state of feeling or anxiety, of fear or self-doubt. Synonyms include instability, precariousness, shakiness, unstableness, and unsteadiness. Insecurity's cousin anxiety can be more than voices. It can be crippling. At some point in life, 13% of Americans will cross the line into social anxiety disorder, meaning insecurity that gets in the way of living the life people want. What's important to know, and well beyond my expertise, is this can be a biological issue too. I'll leave it to you to unpack the diagnosable types of insecurity, but I implore you to recognize it is real and it affects at least 1 in 10 humans you interact with daily. This is an incredible statistic. The next time you're with a group of friends, at your weekly, this could have been an email meeting, or at the dinner table, look around. Chances are someone is struggling. Go easy. Maybe you can be that friend I mentioned earlier. Okay, well, back to the rest of us who are only moderately impaired daily. Can we eliminate insecurity? Do we want to? Well, it turns out that 1% of the population is managed to do just that, and we call them psychopaths. If insecurity sparks a thought from time to time, that's okay. What's not okay is letting your ego manipulate you with your thoughts. It's the combination of ego, ambition, and insecurity that is deadly at work, at home, and in your head. This was Beethoven's issue. In 1802, he penned a note, and it was deeply rooted in insecurity of his fading hearing, but also tangled up with his ego and his ambition. He said, quote, What a humiliation when one stood beside me and heard a flute in the distance, and I heard nothing. Or someone heard a shepherd singing, and again, I heard nothing. 
such incidents brought me to the verge of despair, but little more than I would have put an end to my life. End quote. Abraham Maslow, as he often does, gives us a piercing version of an insecure person. He says, quote, They perceive the world as a threatening jungle, and most human beings as dangerous and selfish. They feel rejected, isolated, anxious, and hostile. End quote. Maybe you don't go as far as to say most people are dangerous and selfish, but when you're at your worst, it's possible you see a dangerous jungle filled with monsters. Seeds of doubt are in all of us. They germinate into fear if allowed to take root. They will, at a minimum, hold you back from your potential and, if fed by your ego, could destroy your relationships, your work, and your life. The jungle is mostly trees, not monsters. Respond to reality. Don't react to your imagination. Time traveling too far into the future is not helpful. This is where we will tell ourselves about our partner leaving us, never finding a partner, losing our job, losing our children, or insert that thing deeply connected to your identity. The gray matter between your ears has refined a skill of telling you what you need to survive over millions of years. Is it telling you the truth? Does it want you to thrive or just survive to make more or little use? Mark Manson, in his piece on self-awareness, wrote, Self-awareness is like great sex. Everyone thinks they have a ton of it, but no one really knows what the blank they're doing. This is all real work. It's mirror work. It's looking in the mirror and getting real. You aren't alone. We need to do this work. Here's some things you can do. First, talk to someone. Our insecurities are real, and they may be rooted in trauma, biology, or a combination. If it's severe, or even it's not, talk to someone. It's okay to not be okay. If you break your arm, you go to the doctor. Why is the brain any different? It's not. Society has made it a stigma, but thankfully that stigma is slowly fading. Second, talk to yourself. Journaling is an extremely powerful tool. When your thoughts get on paper or pixels, they stare back at you. Reading what is coming out helps decipher the rational from the irrational. Let's go back to our friend Beethoven. In the same writing session, he came full circle from death to a way forward. And he says, quote, Patience, I must now choose for my guide. I have done so, and I hope my determination will remain firm to endure. And then finally, train your mind. Nature works to identify threats. Not all of them are real. Meditation helps to get you to a point where you can identify thoughts for what they are in real time during your day. That is a superpower. You have to pay attention. Autopilot can take over and suddenly your habits, impulses, and thoughts have you careening into a cliff. Don't overthink this. I know that's ironic. Just start with a minute a day and go from there. Now let's get real. Your insecure voices are real, but their stories aren't. And let me tell you a little secret. The voices are real for everyone else, too. Whether you're worried about what people will say when they see you in a bathing suit, I keep trying to remind myself no one cares, or whether you'll lose your job, just go easy. So far, you've survived 100% of the bad things this life has thrown at you. Chances are, you'll figure out whatever comes next. Now go get to work, friend. Take care. I hope you found this helpful. And if you did, please consider sharing it with one other person who might find it helpful too. After all, we get better together. Take care out there.